Nadir, let's take a look at the scale of the tech rally this year. Um, What's been going on there and also looking at NASPERS and how they are performing and uh, what some of their share options are in this regard? Yeah. Look, Sakina, I mean, it's, uh, the, the, the extent of the tech rally this year has been extremely pervasive. So I think that's the first point to make is that, um, you know, it hasn't been a narrow tech rally in terms of just a handful of stocks uh, running hard and the rest of them lagging quite hard. Um, but it's also been uh, exceptionally severe. So one, it's been broad-based. Two, it's been exceptionally severe. Um, you know, and I think that's really been the thing that has dominated 2017 so far. Um, you know, if you look at uh, the top eight stocks in the world, the top eight tech stocks in the world, should I say. So that would be the FANG stocks, the ones that we Facebook, Apple, um, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, or Alphabet, or parent host company of Google. Um, and if you include in that the three big China stocks, obviously Nasdaq's having exposure to 10 cents. Um, you add Alibaba to that, and you add JD.com to that. Um, you know, those eight stocks alone, Sakina, have added $1.8 trillion to their market cap so far this year. Now, I think let's put that into context. It's worth repeating what I just said. They've added $1.8 trillion to their market cap. It's not that the total market cap is $1.8 trillion. Their market cap has gone up this year by $1.8 trillion because of the amount that their share prices have rallied. Um, now, to put that into context, that's bigger than the entire JSE. It's bigger than the top six companies on um, the, the, the German markets, the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Um, you know, so and, and, and that's something like the fourth largest stock exchange in the world. You know, so um, the extent of the rally has been exceptionally severe this year. Um, there's been a lot of people who have grow, been growing similarities to the tech bubble of the early 2000s, 2000, 2001. Um, you know, I think there are elements of that with regards to certain companies rallying on the back of, uh, you know, no fundamental gain in earnings, no fundamental gain in profitability. In fact, some of them losing money, but the share price is still doing quite well. Um, but it's been very dissimilar in other regards, you know, where there have actually been strong generation of earnings, strong generation of cash flows. Um, you know, if one thinks about Alphabet, one thinks about Amazon. Um, if you look at the Tencent numbers, which were just released the other day, last week uh, Friday or last week Thursday, in fact, um, and if you look at 61% top-line revenue growth for the third quarter of this year, um, you know, maybe not, perhaps not the same amount of cash that, the, that some of the more mature tech companies have, but certainly growing earnings at a rapid rate. Um, Sakina, I think a lot of the rally has been warranted in some of the larger stocks within the U.S., um, you know, and are phenomenally attractive. But the bottom line is that there's been a lot of these stocks riding on the coattails of the more profitable ones um, as well. So if one looks at, uh, you know, the top three performing tech stocks so far this year, Comcast, uh, Matronix, and ITE, um, all fairly small cap companies between one and, well, by global standards, between one and a half and three billion dollars in market cap. Those have actually been the best performing tech stocks so far this year. Not even any of those same stocks, Tencent or JD.com or Alibaba, which everybody talks about all the time. So the bottom line, Sakina, is that I think it's a cherry picker's market. You've got to be careful how you navigate this tech rally. There are some winners, but there's definitely some bombs in there uh, with companies not delivering on earnings, and that's going to end in tears at some point. And even the stocks that have done uh, exceptionally well, one needs to question on a case-by-case basis how much is already being priced in at this point and where to from here. And then uh, Tiger Brands, uh, Nadir, what is their investment thesis? Yeah, Sakina, you know, the Nasdaq seems to be dominating the debate, you know, to, to no end so far this year. And I think the market tends to forget that there's, you know, another 
something like 162 companies in the All Share Index, which one can look at outside of Nasdaq. Um, you know, and, and, and one needs to be looking for opportunity outside of Nasdaq as well, you know, because eventually the, the rally is going to stop and one is going to need to look for returns elsewhere. So if you consider Tiger Brands um, a very, very high-quality company um, in the sense that their earnings are exceptionally defensive, they have some market-leading brands, um, in fact, if one considers Albany, it's the leader in the bread space despite its premium, uh, despite its premium pricing. Uh, you think about Ku uh, Beans, you think about uh, Nola Mayonnaise, you think about Beacon Chocolates. Um, you know, a number of market-leading brands within the stable, very good return on equity in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the defensiveness of the business in terms of producing foods. Um, you know, somewhere in the region of, uh, you know, probably a 10 or, or, or sorry, a rather 20 to 25 percent uh, return on equity premium relative to the rest of the market, meaning that they have a better return on equity than the average company on the JSE. Um, if you look at their multiple, they're trading at around about uh, 70 or 16 times current earnings and around about 14 times forward earnings. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's at a discount, a slight discount to the rest of the market, trading at about uh, 14 and a half to 15 times forward earnings. And you see a dividend yield of just under 3%, so in line with the overall all-share index. So, Sakina, if you had to summarize, you have a very high-quality business trading cheaper or into in line with the rest of the market. Um, you know, and, and, and the share price has really lagged this year. You know, it's been very disappointing. In fact, uh, delivering to even, uh, struggling to even stay flat so far this year, um, which has kept multiples in check. So the bottom line is that you're getting a very attractive business at good valuations. Um, and let's not forget, probably about uh, 25 to 30% of the company's earnings are out- earned outside of the borders of South Africa. And Randhead seems to be a very pervasive theme so far this year, um, given the kind of noise you're seeing in the currency and given the lackluster growth we've seen locally, uh, which, they, which they somewhat protected from because they're selling food. Um, but at the, nonetheless, they still have about 30% Randhead earnings. And of course, um, you know, let's not forget that as the impact of the drought wanes and the rains come through and grain prices come down significantly, uh, that's likely to be a boost in the 2017, uh, 2018, 2019 earnings, which is certainly not being factored in given the extent to which the, um, the, the, the share price has lagged. And grains is ultimately um, around about 40% of Tiger Brand's business. So a big chunk of their business is going to receive some tailwinds from declining grain prices as well.